The views, comments, and opinions of the following program do not necessarily reflect those of Morris Media Studios, MorrisMediaLive.com, or its affiliates. Listener discretion is advised. The flag is, is drenched with our blood because, you see, so many of our ancestors was killed because we have never accepted slavery. We had to live on it, but we've never wanted it. So we know that this flag is drenched with our blood. So what the young people are saying now, give us a chance to be young men respected as a man. As we know, this country was built on the black backs of black people across this country. And if we don't have it, you ain't gonna have it either cause we gonna tear it up. That's what they saying. And people ought to understand that. I, I don't see why they don't understand that. They know what they've done to us. All across this country, they know what they've done to us. This country is desperately sick and man is on the critical list. I really don't know where we go from. Welcome to Melanated Politics. I'm Eric Clark. And I'm David Harper. Thank you so much for tuning in. We need everyone to call in at 323-815-4204 because there is so much to discuss. Rest in power, our dear sister Fannie Lou Hamer, rest in power. Mr. Harper, how are you today, this weekend, my dear brother? I'm I'm great this weekend. Uh, really, we need we need. It's a lot that happened, so we need to just jump right into it. It's a lot that happened. So uh, before I, before we get started, how how was your week? Let's let's. I'm a, I want to be nice. I want to be considerate before you start saying somebody's my boy. Let's get this out, get this out the way. How was your weekend? Well, being nice, the train has already left the station. Okay. As we proceed to rock the mic, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Democratic, my brother. Good to see you, my brother. Good to see you. Good to see you, my brother. You and your family. All is well on my end. Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. Good. You are absolutely correct. There's so much going on right now. Obviously, we have to dive right off into the Democratic convention that the, the Democratic Democratic convention that they held. Mm-hmm. Um, high reviews, even on Fox News. Chris Wallace and. Uh, so many others. Right. What do you think about the convention that the Democrats held uh, after your boy Joe Biden and your girl Kamala Harris were officially nominated by the Democratic National Committee to represent them as the potential president and vice president of the United States? I mean, the United States of America. As far as the convention goes. In this in this new normal of COVID nineteen, they did the best they could. I thought it was, from what I saw of it, I thought it was okay. And I watched good portions of it, um, not live, but after the fact. Um, I think that more than anything, for me, looking at this ticket, I'm not looking at it as a rah rah cheerleader standpoint. I look at Donald Trump as as a cancer that needs to be removed. Okay, and this is. Basically, uh, Biden and, and, and Kamala are the uh, chemo. Absolutely. And so that's why I look at it. And chemo, chemo 
anybody who knows anybody who's dealt with cancer mm. and um, really f- fighting for their lives, uh, chemo uh, chemo's not fun. No, but it's necessary. Mm-hmm. And that's how I look at that's how I look at this this ticket basically. Um, now the healing part of it needs to be holistic, <laughs> and which is which goes to a whole other conversation, which goes to a whole other conversation. But that that's my that's my thoughts, that's my opinion on it. But uh, you were saying before, uh, as far as uh, uh, Kamala, well, and we, real quick, we had this, is, is we, it Kamala, we, or Kamala, Kamala, Kamala. Okay, let me stop. We we love you, sister. Go ahead, go ahead, go, go. Absolutely. Well, we'll see if the we'll we'll get off into that later, with respect to the show. Mm-hmm. We'll see if the Democratic National Party. We'll see if the Democrats. We'll see if they're selling the American public fried ice cream, or is the, or, or is this a national movement movement that will move the needle, and that will address the survival, the success. Uh, and the stability of melanated people in America. So we'll 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 see about that. I mean, I mean, is it fried ice cream, my brother? Is it val- or is it valid like a salad? We'll see about that. We'll talk about that later in the show. But you know what? Today is August twenty third, which is very significant if you are a melanated individual in America. One of the brothers that is on the Mount Rushmore and the psyche of melanated people in the United States of America and worldwide is a man named Nat Turner. And on August 23rd, there was a mass movement in this, in, in this country. And we're going to go ahead and kick that off real quick. So in celebration in honor of our dear brother, the late great, Nat Turner. DJ, let's go ahead and kick that track real quick. In the hands of the Almighty. Nat Turner was an enslaved African-American preacher who was born in 1800 and led a large-scale rebellion in 1831. Nat Turner's ultimate goal was to end the system of slavery. He chose violence as his only option. And that option, painful and blood as it was, shook up the system. Nat Turner was a mind-blowing experience to white culture and changed the game in a fundamental way. They vowed before they started the revolt that they would kill every white person they saw, men, women, and children. They were done being dehumanized. They were done being treated as property, and they just rebelled. The rebels followed kind of a zigzag path. They stopped at most of the houses along the way, killing the slaveholders and their families who they found there. The judgment of this court is that you ought to be taken hence to jail, thence to the place of execution, and be hung by the neck until you are dead, dead, dead. Lynching in America were spectator sports. There were spectator events. People came from miles around, um, and bodies were dismembered. When people went to these kinds of affairs, they wanted to take a souvenir away that proved to everybody that they were there, and that that person, that monster, is now no longer alive. And how do I know that? 
because I've got a piece of his body right here. One of the reasons why I'm so honored to talk about and discuss our dear brother Nate Turner is because it just smashes the stereotype that we've never stood up. That's something that they won't teach our children in elementary school and middle school and high school on the collegiate level. Black folk have always stood up. And Nat Turner is just an example of black folk standing up. Okay, and by any means necessary, it happened then, it will happen now, and it will continue to happen. I mean, uh, in, in his day, that's what it called for. Uh, the Lord was on his side, and with the 53 brothers that they say, even though we know it was probably more. More, definitely, for sure. It's such an honor to watch that show that and even talk about that dear brother within this context. So rest in power, our dear brother Nat Turner. And as I said before, one of the reasons why we're so honored to even talk about this dear brother is because he stood up. We've always stood up. There are so many layers and complexities to melanated people, to black folk. You know, you had your Malcolm X, your Martin Luther King, your W.E.B. Du Bois, your Booker T. Washington. You know, you had um, uh, those that believed in nonviolence no matter what. You had those that believed in by any means necessary uh, no matter what, but Survival is a spiritual right. And um, I said this before, I'll say it again. Crocodiles have those teeth for a reason, okay? Snakes have that poison for a reason. Every creature that was created has a survival mechanism, including melanated folk. So if your back gets up against the wall, you understand me, Call on your Lord and your Savior. You're taking us to church right now. I see what you're wow, doing. Wow, wow, wow. Taking us to church right now. Um, Go ahead, what, what makes What makes Nat Turner's story so uh, so remarkable, so, um, so, so empowering, is that spiritual and church element. Because the, the one thing that gets overlooked, and, and people confuse, um, give it misdirection, his story misdirection. Yeah. Some people say, like, Nat Turner... Uh, was was a uh, was crazy. He saw visions. He lost his mind. You've heard that argument. What he did was flip the spiritual religious narrative on his head in America, saying that um, Christ doesn't want his people to be this way. God doesn't want his people to be this way. And so when when you have uh, when you have a man who who basically had the slave owners teach obedience through God. He flipped it on his head. And you know what's crazy about that? I just talked about we have different layers as, as melanated people. Mm -hmm. I would go as far as to say we have our non-brothers, non-violent, no matter what brothers and sisters, and we have, for lack of a better term, those that would be, be considered to be as 
labeled as extremist. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like Michelle Obama and that snake in the grass, Trump said it. It is what it is. It is what it is. You so uh, and all, also, I said that to say this: Nat Turner would be considered to be a sellout when he first got started. Yeah. He was taught yeah. to read and write after he was sold yeah. by his new master. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he went from plantation to plantation. Yes, he did. And his 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 master, uh 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 master turner, okay, he took this brother who had a mouthpiece and knew how to read and knew certain scriptures that made uh, 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 our enslaved brothers and sisters passive or weak, some. And then he, 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 he saw a light. He had a vision. And that's when the situation magnified. And he and his brothers went from plantation to plantation that was a very good movie by, by, by that brother. Nate Parker. Nate a- Parker. Absolutely. Uh, Birth of a Nation. Uh, please go, go, go watch that, that film. Uh, he did it. Nate, Nate Parker uh, independently produced the movie, um, starred in it, directed it. Birth of a Nation. Birth of a Nation. And um, the, another thing is it's just that as we talk about, and the reason why we're, a big reason why we're talking about uh, Nat Turner and his legacy is because with this DNC convention. Yes. The legacy of melanated people in some ways are on the line and which direction it's gonna go in. And and this is a very crucial time not just for our country, but for for black people. Um, because we are constantly as Nate sacrificed for our survival just to live, we're still fighting for a voice and direction in this country in a way uh that's that's right in front of our face that we can't deny, we can't ignore, but we still, to me, are struggling trying to get, trying to steer the wheel. We're trying to get a hand on the wheel to have a, have a, a, a chance to, to steer it. Yes. And, uh, and then you have uh, Trump and the Republicans who, who uh, I had this, this conversation with my brother today. It's not like I'm saying the Democrats are incredible and great, a great organization, a great, a great political party. But the Republican Party, it's the difference between a, a party that wants to uh, take your hand off the wheel, let alone n- not, not have you have a steering wheel, have you, rather have you in the trunk, except for a special few, than a party that doesn't know how to drive. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. My dear friend from straight out of Compton, Producer Eddie Paper, he just arrived. He just arrived. So, in one moment, we're going to go ahead and take a break, mm-hmm. and when we get back with, when we get back with you, ladies and gents. We're going to go ahead and uh, bring my boy Eddie Paper, my homeboy, my dear brother Eddie Paper. He's going to join David and I live in studio. But I will say one thing before we take this break regarding the Democratic National Committee. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. Um, I'm not an independent, okay? I believe that, I am one that thinks that we should have, I would say I'm an independent, I mean, for, if I was to choose anything, but I believe that we need to have our own political system, our own political party, uh, 
economically, um, socially, etc. Something that addresses the needs of the future of our people. And as, I, as my dear brother David and I agreed, and as he brought to my attention earlier, if we looked out for each other, whether it be brothers in the in the neighborhood whether it be brothers in hollywood sisters in hollywood if we looked out for each other how donald trump and his followers look out for each each other we wouldn't even need the democrats we'll be right back we're taking a break right back ladies and gentlemen
back at you again. Melanated Politics, thank you so much for sticking with us. David Harper, my dear brother, producer Eddie Harper, thank you for rejoining us today, my brother. Thank you for being back in studio. How's everything, my brother? What's uh, really going on out here in, uh, in the uh, real world? Oh, yeah, the real world, man, and ain't nothing fake about it. Uh, I appreciate you inviting me in. Um, you know, just trying to stay cool, man. This weather is real crazy out here, you know, trying to stay up under the air condition and uh, stay prayed up, you know. Absolutely. That's it. Glad to have you. Yes, back. indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Mr. Eddie Harper. Eddie, Eddie Paper. <laughs> Eddie Paper. <laughs> <laughs> I look at the Eddie Paper joke yeah, around that. Like, did we, we say hey, we I did that on the last one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, as long as y'all don't mess my name up, oh, we yeah. straight. We oh, cool. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Thank you, my brother, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Um, kicked it off with our dear sister, uh, Fannie Lou Hamer. Rest in power. You know, today is August 23rd, where the movement kicked off with our dear brother, Nate Turner, Nat Turner. Um, obviously, we talked before, you know, yesterday, the day before, about, you know, the, the Democrats, um, what they had kicking off at their um, – online virtual committee, first time ever in history. Uh, Joe Biden was officially nominated by the, Demo by the Democrats, by the Democratic Party, as well as Kamala Harris. And um, I know you watched a little bit of it, brothers. What, do you, what did you think about, were you impressed? And I was asking this brother, I, I will ask you the same thing. Did the Democrats sell black folk fried ice cream or was it valid like a salad? Hmm. I would say fried ice cream, you know. It's hard at the You're not doing it's hard right. at no the moment, dressing. but it's going to no melt down. <laughs> it's going to melt down, you know. But ice Cube, I seen Ice Cube make a good statement about it yesterday. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but you know, we was well, yeah, we yeah. saw it, we yeah. saw it. Yeah, so sure. I mean, he has some valid statements and pointers on that too. You know, like, um, you know, so what exactly is that going to do for us? You know, like he, he uh, Joe Biden had he failed to mention that. You know what I'm saying? He's mm -hmm. not saying nothing about our kind. You know, mm -hmm. melanated. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I just ah. Uh, you know, it's 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 hard to, to say right now. I know it's kind of up in the air, you know. So what you're saying is you're going to get some sugar cones. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting ready, get ready. Right. Dude, the big sugar cones at the mall, it was bombed. <laughs> Shout out to Ice Cube, you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Uh, let me ask you this, because you made a great point about Ice Cube, because it's funny, we were talking, if we were going to bring it up. Yes. I said, I really, I was thinking to myself, I was like, I wanted us to, really be able to talk and unpack not just Ice Cube, but, you know, Byron Allen in his case with um, the Supreme Court, mm -hmm. as well as just all the, where, where, where the melanated people are, where black people need to go, what direction, how we trying to take the steering wheel. Yeah. Um, do you feel, do you feel that if four black people looking at Trump, we're looking at Biden and Kamala, Trump and Pence and the Republicans, Biden and Kamala. Okay. Do you feel like they are truly the lesser two evils or do you feel like one gives us one angle better than the other? Yes, the the second, the second <laughs> one. <laughs> the second one right there, you yes. know. Um, but 
at the same time, like I say, you know, everybody um, seemed to put on this this mask, this character, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, once they're where they're supposed to be, then they just take it off. Like, hey, here I am, you know right, what I mean? Right, 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 And we don't have no other choice but to accept it, right. you know? What else can we do? Like, um, you know... <sighs> It's 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 kind of great that they they trying to get rid of Trump. Trump, I could say he did do a couple of things. He did do a couple of things. You know what I'm saying? But you got uh, people, I think it's just gonna be the same. Mary, you got right? people out there balling off that six hundred. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, uh, you know, he kind of stimulated <laughs> the economy a little bit with it. You know, because yeah. we wasn't spending no money like that before. Hmm. You know what I mean? I was being yeah. facetious when I said balling off the six hundred. That's that's yeah. It's Clearly not enough. Not enough. It's not. But go ahead, my brother. But yeah, like I said, um, like I said, I think you know it's still a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. You know what I mean? And, and we not gonna know what's going on until that mask come off. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And the same with Trump. You know what I mean? Like. Everybody make it sound good in the beginning just to get to where they want to get. You know what I'm saying? But once you're there, it's when, when uh, you know, everything open up like a can of worms. So we're going to see. But, you know, one of the, they had some great speakers. I will say that. Yeah. They had, they, had, they had just as much game as a referee or an umpire. Mm-hmm. Um, President Obama, I will put his... His orator skills. Next level. I will put A1. them up there with Malcolm X. A1. Next level. Next level. And Martin Luther King and, and, and uh, Sheik Anta Diop and Ivan Van Sertema and uh, Dr. Ben and brothers like that. But he spoke very eloquently at the Democratic Convention. So let's go ahead and take a look at just a few things that former President Barack Obama said at the Democratic Convention. Black Americans chained and whipped and hanged, spit on for trying to sit at lunch counters, beaten for trying to vote. If anyone had a right to believe that this democracy did not work and could not work, It was those Americans, our ancestors. They were on the receiving end of a democracy that had fallen short all their lives. They knew how far the daily reality of America strayed from the myth. And yet, instead of giving up, they joined together. And they said, somehow, some way, we are going to make this work. We are going to bring those words in our founding documents to life. I have seen that same spirit rising these past few years. Folks of every age and background who packed city centers and airports and rural roads so that families wouldn't be separated, so that another classroom wouldn't get shot up, so that our kids won't grow up on an uninhabitable planet. Americans of all races joining together to declare, in the face of injustice and brutality at the hands of the state, that black lives matter. No more, but no less. 
so that no child in this country feels the continuing sting of racism. That's about as black as it melanated consciously, socially, that we have seen President Obama. He's had some outstanding speeches in the past, especially that speech regarding race mm -hmm. that he had a few years back. Mm -hmm. But he definitely represented um, Joe Biden to the fullest extent. Um, We're going to go ahead and take this call right now. Thank you so much for calling into Metanated Politics. Hey. Hello, hello, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to your guest. Uh, I don't think I've seen him on the show before, so welcome. Um, Mr. Eddie Paper. Thank you. Um, I have a, a question, though, because uh, I assume you gentlemen are uh, wearing masks. Uh, I assume you know that there are 175,000 dead Americans of every stripe, but a majority, unfortunately, are bra black and brown. Um, I would like to know, um, when you think about the fact that, again, COVID, I would assume that none of you brothers have anybody close to you who have, have caught this mess or have lost anybody to it. But between the 175,000 deaths and the fact that our beautiful state, most of it is on fire right now because motherfuckers don't believe in climate change. Yes, ma'am. I would like each of you to tell me one thing, one thing that that racist moron <laughs> has done to earn him five more fucking minutes. Okay. In the White House. Okay, let me answer that. Let me you even <laughs> consider voting for him. Okay. I'm serious. We, we okay. You tell me one thing, one right. thing that right. counters it. What? Right. Okay. Well, I'll, you want you go you want to go first? Well, according to according to Trump, he's done more for melanated black folk than Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> He has brought in more jobs than every president. I mean, what, no, what do we have to lose? Okay, the unemployment rate continues to decrease because of that snake in the grass, Donald Trump. That's what he says. Um, I believe that... No, no, but, I, no but, I'm, but I'm talking about the fact that I, I believe a few minutes ago, I just heard the three of you have a bit of a conversation, a bit of a bit of a dialogue about, you know, maybe Donald Trump has done a couple things. I believe I heard uh, a little bit of a consensus oh, no, that no, maybe no. he does something. So I just need you to clarify on what that is for me. And by the way, fuck I see too. Okay. Have a good day. I'll, <laughs> okay. I'll be listening. Oh, okay. okay, thank you. Thank you. You guys mind if I respond? Just... You, you smile first. Go ahead. Go ahead. The big Donald Trump was a... Donald Trump was one of the biggest blessings that melanated people ever had in the United States of America because we got too relaxed. We got too um, comfortable. comfortable. You said it. Okay. And we thought we overcame after we said we shall overcome. We are still at the bottom in many significant categories that establishes the survival of a race or a people in any society, in any civilization. So what has Donald Trump done? He has reminded us 
there's still a lot of people out there that don't like you because of how you look, whether you are a black cop, whether you are a black drug dealer, whether you are a, a black corporate lawyer, whether you are a, 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 a black manager at McDonald's, whether you're a black stripper, whether you're a black astronaut, if you are melanated and you live in the United States of uh, United States, I'm sorry, if you live in the United States of America, okay, then don't be in denial. You know if someone doesn't like you, and I have factual evidence that a lot of Americans right, that support Donald Trump feel threatened that this country is becoming more melanated for obvious various reasons, okay, and they're continuing the stereotypes and they're continuing to hold on to their power structure, et cetera, et cetera. So, no, what he's, Donald Trump has been the, one of the best things that ever happened to these relaxed Negroes. Go ahead. To, to answer your question, uh, caller, to answer your question, he hasn't earned five seconds to me, to me, to get uh, to get reelected. Um, but, but I would I'd be lying if I didn't say I didn't have more conversations I, I, with people in my own family yes. about not saying they're Trump fans, but have been disappointed with the Democrats. And there are two different competing arguments. Myself. Let me start with the Democrats. I understand why there's discontent there, but what a lot of folks um, sometimes forget or fail to realize is that the Democrats have gone through a change, and this is the blackest, blackest, blackish, blackest, excuse me, that the Democrats have been, the most melanated the Democrats have been. Cori Bush, who just won in Missouri, this sister's a single mother, Black Lives Matter uh, a protester, a, a sister in the community. She beat a brother who's, one, as you would say, got way too comfortable. Really didn't do much for the community. She won. Ahmaud Bowman up in Yonkers, in Yonkers, who is a brother who's a teacher, a principal, about the community. He won. So this has been the, the most melanated, melanated, Politically, we've been. Facts. And so when you talk about what have they done, well, they haven't done as much as they should because they haven't had enough of us in to do something and talk about it. So that's where um, I'm coming from. And we actually have another caller that we need to take. Thank you so much. Hello. Hello, Hello, caller. Welcome to Melanated Politics. Thanks for calling in. What's going on, fellas? This is Mr. Tuma. What's going on there, Mr. Tuma? <laughs> Mr. Tuma, how you doing, sir? Oh, Tuma. I'm hanging in there, man. I was supposed to be in there, but it was a long night. Shit, I just woke up 15 minutes ago. Let me call in there and see what's going on with these guys. Thank you, bro. So Thank here, you. Y'all uh, talking about who debating who to vote for up there, whatever? Well, well, we're talking I, about well, what we're talking about is the Democratic Convention. By any chance, did you did you check any bit of the Democratic Convention on? I call a little bit of that stage bullshit, but uh, <laughs> so it was, it was, uh, it was stage. It was, really good going for the goddamn heart. They trying to get every black vote they could with that bullshit. <laughs> uh, they better be sending some money behind it, like Trump doing, because he ain't got but one more payment to make for me. And I know who I'm like. I knew I'm gonna dress up as a drag queen and go and vote for. I'm not voting for him <laughs> now, too. But he sent me any more money. Goddamn, he's <laughs> <that's> mine. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna vote for the motherfucking Big Bessie. You understand? Oh, so tell us how you really feel. Tell us how you really feel. This uh, is how I really feel, man. I mean, <laughs> black people ought to be just as outraged about Biden and Kamala as they are by Trump. I'm clearly with both of them. I'm not going to be up there as killer Mike say still being arguing with another nigga about who got the best master. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, they all about his bad as goddamn Trump. Trump just lets you know where he comes from. The other motherfuckers lying, weak in your goddamn face, and they feel just like he do. I ain't forgotten nothing this motherfucker did. As far as Kamala, I ain't gonna go poke for him. I like to fuck Kamala. That's a damn joke. <laughs> you look just like the type of bitch that I fuck with. Who bread, bone ass, did talk shit to white boy. I fuck the shit out of her. But she's not getting my poke unless she send me some money. Mm. Okay. Okay, let me bring myself. Uh, let me, let me, let me, Eddie, 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 uh, I think I was the one that made the statement about he, you know, did do a couple of things, and um, I didn't get to the point to say that, um, you know, agreeing with with uh, Mr. E Mr. Eric over here that, um, you know, he did do one thing is to open our eyes about, you know, um, not just going for the bullshit. You know, you can, you know, you can you can sell us shit and tell us that it don't stink, but once you get close to it, you are gonna see that it stink. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And, right. and that's what we got from it, you know what I mean? And for us, uh, Kamala and uh, Biden coming in, you know, I basically think it's going to be the same thing, you know. You, like you said, they just selling us, <laughs> they just selling us some bullshit, Damn. you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying, nobody don't look at the fact that when she was debating this goddamn man, when she debated Biden, you call this motherfucker, you say he was a racist, he's against busting, yeah. stop, you can get into school, you agreed against everything that he said, the, the, the women charges, all that shit, you agreed with all that. How the fuck you gonna turn around in good faith and say, well, I'm gonna be vice president with this motherfucker? And it's been saying it was just a debate. Okay. He's basically eyes, trying man. to say the same thing that he said about Obama, though. You know that she's not American, okay. and you know, yeah. so she had to go on and basically explain. You know, hey, my parents, you know, is what from Jamaica. I think her her, her dad's from Jamaica. Her mom is. Uh, is is East Indian? I believe East Indian. Indian. Yeah, yeah, East yeah. Indian. So she she's multi ethnic, multi multi racial. She went to HBCU. She's an AKA. So she she got the black experience from there. Being from Oakland, oh, yeah. no, she went to her HBCU. She's, a, she's, a, she's not an African American. She's not an Asian. I don't give a fuck what she is. Man, she grew up not, uh, uh, Mr. Tum she grew up non non white in America. She grew up white, non-white in America. Get pulled over that situation. Exactly. Huh? <laughs> For real. For real. Let, hey, hey, Mr. Hey, Al, Al, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. And I, I asked you, I asked, I asked this question. I basically had a conversation. Again, I got family members that feel like you do, feel like many, many, frankly, many brothers, you know what I mean, and some sisters, definitely some sisters, too, that feel disenchanted. But this is my question to you. When you say both Biden and Harris have the same bullshit as Trump, Trump, and to me, this is the distinct difference. Trump empowers other mm -hmm. white Black males folks. to be bold enough to kill like a Breonna Taylor. Mm -hmm. And 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 or or don't even have to kill like Breonna Taylor. Let's say they wanna um you got I give you an example. And I, Eric, we had this conversation off, offline. There have been uh Brothers, professional brothers and sisters going in the buildings and they get just random people that normally wouldn't say nothing say, why are you here? So he is emboldening people 
to bring it back to the way Nat the way Nat had to fight it. Now, yeah. now, now, what's your thoughts? Do you feel like that's 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 true? Do you feel like this this still not distinction with that? Uh, I just heard Eric say, Mr. Clark said here earlier, and he said it before. If black people love themselves like Trump and Trump supporters, we'd be fine. Why the fuck am I going to be mad at a goddamn white man? He's the Malcolm X of white trash crackers. Why am I going to be mad at him? Because they got unity. I'm not mad at that. We should be that way. So fuck that. You can't tell me nothing about no white motherfucker. Any black people person is, fuck, what is a racist? Any black person that is goddamn surprised by any white person being a racist in 2020 <laughs> is out of their motherfucking mind. <laughs> That's true. Mr. Tumor, I'm not talking about, I'm not I'm talking sorry, about I'm them being. Fuck with nobody, they got I'm... one more payment to give me before November. And I know <laughs> okay. I see, but see, I, real quick, I'm not talking about the racism. I'm talking about racism having that power. Are you comfortable with the racism having that power? Okay. It has been there, man. I'm okay. just saying, ain't, ain't you happy that he's bringing it out? This shit has always been there. They've just been hiding it. I'm glad they're showing it. So, it has always been there. I'm not saying it hasn't been there, but what I'm trying to say is it's the difference between being, being there and willing it to your death. Uh, Mr. Harper, black people have been goddamn gunned down by the police ever since before Trump got in there. That's been going on. And there's no retribution for us. I guarantee you, if anybody touched Trump, it's going to be some retribution. We still around here talking about what happened to Breonna Taylor, what happened to George Floyd, marching around like a bunch of bitches singing, and ain't doing nothing. Somebody can touch one of us today, black brothers, and ain't nobody in our fucking community going to do a goddamn thing but march and sing and beg the law to do, do something better. So you can't put that on Trump. I'm just surprised that we still so far behind time. I agree. I, here's the thing: I'm not putting on Trump, but I, I'm I'm not. He is willing it more than anybody else. I'm, I'm he's not creating it, but he's willing it more than anybody else, and that's that's the difference. Reagan didn't even willing it this much. He is willing it. He is slinging it and banging it like what? He's the real OG in the White House. And my question is: is you feel like that's the same as? As Kamala and Joe, that's all I'm trying to say. Or that willing him willing that power because you know, come on, Al, you you know what you know. Jerry, 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 Jerry. We uh, we 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 just we we act just like white people. The way we are right now is the way white folks was when Barack got in there. That's how Trump got in there. But white people were so upset about having a nigga as a president, they voted anybody in. Now we acting the same way. It's just that we ain't got the option of a black man. We got another slimy old piece of shit that we going to vote for. Yeah. They locked up. I don't know how many niggas. They still locked okay. up. At least Trump will let some of them out. But we got them got this old motherfucker who wrote them laws that locked us up for goddamn fucking 25 years for stealing a slice of pizza and all that shit. And that bitch was goddamn a prosecutor saying goddamn San Francisco locking sure. niggas up. Okay, let's do this first. Bro. Step away from the coffee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for calling in, Tumor, brother. Man. Yeah. Let me, I will say this. I will say this before you go. There are three points with yeah. respect to voting, or as some melanated people say, or a lot of my conspiracy theorists, brothers and sisters, what will it do? It won't move the needle. Nothing has changed. We had a so-called black, blah, blah, blah. Okay, three things. African countries, Angola, uh, Ghana, certain uh, uh, South Africa uh, have obtained their freedom by voting those people out and those who had their interest in. 
That's one. I have two more, brother, before you go. Don't cash your social security check and throw your little, the little green card. I forgot what it's called. I've seen people. Throw it in the trash if you don't believe voting is real because Republicans want to kill social security, my brother. And that, one more man, thing. That's true. Let me give you the thing. I have damn near 15 to 20 years of Okay, okay, okay. You see my point, brother. We're not too specific. Yeah, I see it. One, one, la one, one last, my brother. One last. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'm going to come pick up your weed. Okay, because in the state of California, it's legal to smoke marijuana. Not in a lot of the whistling Dixie states down south that, that your boy, President Trump, supports and who has his back like a security guard. Wait a minute, don't 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 put that buff on me. Don't say my <laughs> Hold up now. Hold up, Al. Hold up, Al. You mean you mean you Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, so the, what I'm saying, Al Toomer, my brother, look, we have to go. Thank you for calling in. But my point is always out. I was always. just being um for lack of a better term or phrase, a devil's advocate for those that say that what will voting do? What will it accomplish for melanated people that will vote? Yeah. You live in California, and the California legislature. Let me say this real quick. I'm just being devil's. I'm not saying do or don't. I just put it out there. I want you to understand this. You think about it. The black vote don't mean shit if they got no money behind it. You understand? We keep thinking that all we got to do is go show up and vote, but we don't have a voting block. We ain't talking about giving Trump or Biden or Capellas no motherfucking money. So until we get out from under the illusion of thinking that all we got to do is show up and vote, and you ain't got no money to give none of these motherfuckers, they ain't going to do a goddamn thing for you. Because the motherfuckers they help out, they give them money. They donate to the campaign. Niggas ain't donating shit. <laughs> but that ain't got them lying fuck me, they expecting something. But if we came to one of these motherfuckers with 20 or 30 million dollars and say pass reparations, I bet it'd get passed. So until you got some money to put behind your book, stop jacking off. <laughs> Even Easy E was sitting in the motherfucking White House with George Bush Sr. Because he gave him $50,000. Okay. If you ain't got no money to get these motherfuckers, shut the fuck up and keep your vote in your pocket till you get some money together. Well, I promise you that we will continue to have that same yes. energy that yes. you have right yes. now, my brother, directed continually in a positive way to have each other's backs on every yes, level. Indeed. Thank you for calling in, my brother. I, Man. All right, Al, we got to do this again. Step yeah. away from the coffee. <laughs> all right, brother. I'll be out of there next week. I'm supposed to come in there. I'm sorry I pissed the show, man, but I'll be out of there next week. That's a bet. That's a bet. Yes, sir. Yes, all right. Sir. Now. Yeah, I just I just want to add to it. To <laughs> like, you know, he uh, Al had a couple of key points, you know, but one I want to touch on is, uh, you know, actually, when you think about it, it don't matter whether we get out and vote or not. I mean, it do matter. But if we don't start treating each other better Go here, and brother. having okay. each other back, Go here, brother. you know, what I'm saying don't matter whether he get in office or not. You know, it's still going to be the same for us out here. Yes, sir. On these streets. Yes, sir. You know, what I mean, all right. You know, the the job the jobs, you know, they they'll start coming back along, but hey, it's still back on to to us. Are we gonna get up in the morning and start trying to go get these jobs? Or are we just gonna lay around all day talking about it ain't no jobs? It's still back to us. What you just said, then that's a whole nother conversation itself it that has nothing to do with Democrat, Republican, nothing. with with right voting, left, uh, voting none of that. This goes back to us. us. And that's 
ultimately through all what I was trying to say, <laughs> I get that's where he was trying to go. Yes. Ultimately, it's yeah. not going not going to matter. But it's about money. But but this is one thing I will say, and this is the reason why one for me. <laughs> I know for a lot of people, a lot of people, sometimes when I talk, people think I've been voting all my life. Like, I was born into politics. Yeah. I, I didn't start voting until I was 30. Yeah. And I didn't care about voting. I watched it. I didn't care. I didn't vote until my nephew, my nephew Chris, who works at the works for the Pentagon now. What's up, Chris? What's up, Chris? Mr. Chris Shout Sherbert. Shout out to Chris. Um, he, uh, my nephew Chris, he did two tours in Iraq. Okay. And that's like, I'm going to vote because it hit me personally. Okay. He didn't have to do two tours, but he had to. He, he enlisted. So he was enlisted beforehand. So he did two tours. So I'm like, this is the last time that I don't vote. And then after I had my son who's in the studio, my son Solomon, don't mean for you to get up. I'm just acknowledging you, son. I love you. Um, when we, we he was born in Detroit. In Detroit, and I know Eric knows this. We I talked about this a lot. The difference in voting and not voting. In Detroit, and I'll be real quick. In Detroit, uh, when you had a Republican administration in Detroit, and we got the Republican administration, a backlash kind of from Obama. When Obama won in 2008, there was a, a run on governorships where Republicans came in and changed things. You had voter suppression. You had you had uh, 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 you had a gerrymandering, this, that, and the third. In Detroit, they had this thing called. Um, Emergency managers. So every black city, and they said basically an emergency manager is, you know, when black folks don't know how to handle their money. When in reality, a good Republican, uh, something a Republican can do does is that they don't revenue share. Okay. <laughs> they don't revenue share if the state. And Reagan did this. That's why in the 80s, uh, the cities didn't get much money. Yeah. Um, and they push, you know, we can go into they push. It's a depression every time it's another election coming right. up for them. So, you so, know, we so, just go into depression. So, real quick, real quick, when they put the emergency manager, you heard about the Flint water crisis, right? Yeah. That's because they put an overseer. They put an emergency manager on it. Boom, boom, boom. It was Republican. They put an emergency manager on it. That's out of water. Quiet is kept. They had a little situation in Detroit at Solomon's old school, and he even got sick from the water one day mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So, I say all that to say that. When you don't vote, don't get me wrong, when you don't vote everything depending on where you are, it can be worse. It can be life or death. That's true. And there's, there's states that can, not just Michigan, but let's say even in, in the South. That's why you got some, that's why the South is fighting so much. Yeah. Because it's in the South from, from Virginia on down, well, I'll say now North Carolina on down, it's a history. Well, the, but that's, that's another conversation well, the, right there. The Democratic presidential nominee, former vice president to President Barack Obama, Joe Biden, has made so many promises to black folk about what he's going to do, about the positive direction uh, that we will be headed towards if we go out there and vote. We all know that if black folk, if melanated people do not go out there and vote for the Biden-Harris ticket, they shall not win. But I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and see what Joe Biden had to say about all of this at his, just, just very briefly, at his uh, speech at the Democratic National uh, Committee. And now history has delivered us to one of the most difficult moments America's ever faced. Four, four historic crises, all at the same time, a perfect storm, the worst pandemic in over 100 years, the worst economic crisis since the Great Depression, the most compelling call for racial justice since the 60s, 
and the undeniable realities and just the accelerating threats of climate change. So the question for us is simple. Are we ready? I believe we are. We must be. You know, all elections are important. But we know in our bones this one is more consequential. As many have said, America is at an inflection point, a time of real peril, but also of extraordinary possibilities. We can choose a path of becoming angrier, less hopeful, more divided, a path of shadow and suspicion, or, or we can choose a different path and together take this chance to heal, to reform, to unite, a path of hope and light. This is a life-changing election. This will determine what America is going to look like for a long, long time. Character is on the ballot. Compassion is on the ballot. Decency, science, democracy, they're all on the ballot. Who we are as a nation, what we stand for, and most importantly, who we want to be, that's all on the ballot. And the choice could not be more clear. No rhetoric is needed. Just judge this president on the facts. Five million Americans infected by COVID-19. More than 170,000 Americans have died. By far the worst performance of any nation on earth. More than 50 million people have filed for unemployment this year. More than 10 million people are going to lose their health insurance this year. Nearly one in six small businesses have closed this year. And this president, if he's reelected, you know what will happen. Cases and deaths will remain far too high. More mom and pop businesses will close their doors, and this time for good. Okay. Mm. Well, uh, what I got out of that is Donald Trump doesn't have the common doesn't have the common sense of a head of lettuce, mm. and moving towards a Democratic ticket is the best thing that every American needs to invest in via their vote. I think that's just basically what it is, the way Trump handled COVID and just where we are and him trying to take down health care and everything else. So, yeah, he made the case in that in that way. He yeah, made the case. For sure. That's true. That's true. Cause, uh, he he made thing, the case. Well, well, you can agree with or disagree, but he... He made his case. One thing that he didn't mention was, you know, the housing. Now, a lot of people lost their they housing yeah. doing this stuff. You know what I mean? They were saying at first, uh, don't worry about it. You know, if you if you, uh, you lost your job and, you know, it's going to be some months, then they got, you know, pensions to help you pay for this. And, and landlords, you know, um, they would help you and, and, you know, give you slack on not being able to, you know, to pay your rent yes, and, you mm -hmm. know, losing houses. Mm -hmm. But I didn't hear him touch on that. Right. You know what I mean? Because with with no housing, you know what I mean? You're not going to be thinking about going to vote. No. No, that's true. You I know what I mean? So, so so Biden, he he got a couple of key points in there, you know, but like I said, I didn't I didn't hear him say nothing about the melanated. Mm -hmm. Nothing. No, no. I mean, he didn't he didn't go deep. Nothing. He didn't go deep at all or even So, once again, what what about us out here on on these streets? You know what I mean? Let me ask both of you, my, both of you, dear brothers, this. Do you believe that we should continue to study those who study us? We have people that have been studying us for years. I said that to say this. 
Fox News is one of the biggest negative detriments to the United States of America right now. Mm-hmm. You know, you have, you have, um, coronavirus up there with income inequality up there mm-hmm. with global warming. Mm-hmm. The shenanigans of Fox News put them up there. Yeah, it's that serious. You know, um, people that don't give other people credit don't have too many friends. Maybe a lot of associates. And, and I, I love to watch Fox News. I've been watching Fox News at least an hour. I'm, I'm not going to put too much on it. I'm not going to take anything off. I watch Fox News every single day for years because mm-hmm. they study me and my folk. Yeah. So I, I need to understand um, where they're coming from, even though I know it's a lot of lies and shenanigans and a lot of misdirections and discrepancies and different things like that. But let's see. They actually gave Joe Biden props for his speech. So let's go ahead and real fast. Let's go ahead and see what Fox News had to say. The other night I said that Michelle Obama stuck the landing. I think keeping with that theme that Joe Biden just hit a home run in the bottom of the ninth, which I think I got that right in terms of the sports. He had pace, rhythm, energy, emotion, and delivery. So I think that if he looks back, he's got to say that's probably the best speech of his life. And he really just took the moment. And I I love that. He did beat expectations, Don. I mean, people were expecting him to flub every line and have a senior moment. He delivered a, a, a good speech. And it was, you know, for what he was doing, very emotional, emotional stuff, you know, walk down memory lane and so forth. It was, it was fairly well delivered. Lied. Oh, I thought it was an enormously effective speech. Remember, Donald Trump has been talking for months about Joe Biden as mentally shot, a captive of the left. And it, uh, yes, Biden was reading from a teleprompter and a prepared speech, but I thought that he blew a hole, a big hole in that characterization. Uh, you talked about the line that, uh, that uh, Character is on the ballot. Decency is on the ballot. He talked about a different path for the country. Not in a a deep programmatic sense, but he did talk about plans for the virus and the economy, uh, for climate change and race and foreign policy. And he talked about what a united America can do to accomplish all of those things. It seems to me that after tonight, Donald Trump is going to have to run against a candidate not a caricature. Uh, the Democrats have had a good convention. Now it's the Republicans' turn. Okay, so what Fox News says, it's, it, you know, fine. It, they they, they like the speech and everything, but, you know, really what's going to come down to is people coming out to vote. And I see it's more of a battle between Donald Trump is going to have to convince a little bit more white folks to vote for him than they did have to before. That's exactly. That's true. Absolutely. That's yeah. true. I agree. Good point. I agree 100%. Good point. Yeah. And uh, I just want to add that, you know, it's just not just the United States that's uh, in this race. You know, um, you know, like, it, the things are still going on in China, too. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, the trade wars and all that that's mm-hmm. going on over mm-hmm. there. Um, you know, China has a big impact on the United States, you know, for us uh, import, export goods and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so I think I think that we really need to be careful about um, being blindsided about 
all these good speeches and all that because True. you can have a good speech, you know, and still come out and don't do shit. Right. You mean it's still, you know, I think it's still a good chance or this shit's still going to be the same. Right. You know, and I honestly believe that. So if um, I give Joe Joe Biden uh, props, you know, if he come in and, you know, try to t- turn this thing around, you know, as far as uh, white supremacy and, you know, things on uh, racial matters, you know what I mean? Because, uh, you know, that that's that's where we living up. That's what we living up to right now. It's a lot mm-hmm. of racial injustice mm-hmm. going on. You know, I didn't hear him really touch on that either, you know, so. I think I think Channel Eleven News is missing out that <laughs> yeah. key point. You know what about right. that? Right. Got so. all right. All right. I think we got two minutes. So. Well, metanated politics. Thank you, Mister. Pa- thank you, Mister. Eddie Paper, for coming in yes, and joining yes, us yes, today yes, once again. This is the second time thank on the show, thank my you, brother. Thank, thank you. Sir. Thank you for showing up, representing. You know, we do believe in unification. You know, we do believe in being positive with each other because the only, all we have is us. And if not us, who? And if not now, when? Melanated is always the essence of color and politics is war without bloodshed. Politics means power. Politics means representation. Yes. So let's continue to stay strong and stay steadfast. Next week, um, as a matter of fact, starting tomorrow on Monday, the Republican, the Republicans, they'll go ahead and have their party. They'll go ahead their big party. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, one word. I'm telling you, the main phrase that you will hear, Nostradamus, me right now. Law and order. You will continue to hear that phrase, law and order, law and order, law and order, law and order, law and order. But I don't care if it's in the boardroom, if it's on the street, if it's on the sidewalk, if it's in school, if on the on the playground. One thing that we all agree with, if if someone is hating on you, most likely they want to be like you because we are the first and we shall be the last. Thank you so much for tuning in to Metanated Politics. Shout out. To all of those that's been supporting us since day one, shout out to Sheena Lester. Peace. Wow. Peace. Peace. Peace.